0: Hey everyone, welcome to Community Roots, a place where we gather in community to talk about mental health so we can travel the journey of life together. I'm Samuel Richards.
1: I'm Julie Richards. I'm Sarah Wakefield.
0: And uh, I'm excited, you know, it's been a while since we've done it, but um, Trail Mix, we're going to do a Trail Mix episode today. Um, if this is your first trail mix that, uh, you're listening to, you're going to be in for a treat because, uh, this is a very much like, uh, um, brainstorming session, sort of, um, uh, questions, you know, uh, often we have segments, uh, with trail mix, that's a question just for you to consider or sit with or journal that helps you grow, um, throughout this uh you'll hear me and sarah kind of experiencing it as we all do but so yeah uh 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 mom and uh sarah and i were talking about this most recent unpack that the heart of trauma and um we were talking a little bit about um focusing more on the right brain to right brain connection and um just making a whole episode about it so uh uh, I'm, i'm excited for this so Mom, can you remind us a little bit, right brain to right brain, right brain versus left brain? uh... Uh,
1: Absolutely. So the right brain experience and being in a right brain to right brain, what we mean by that is this relational space in between. So I'm bringing my heart, my presence, my emotion, my felt sense, my memories, my everything that is exploring and um, ready for creativity ready for inspiration all the different layers and dynamics we think of that as all being part of our right brain so right brain to right brain connection is i'm here to bring all of me and i'm listening for all of you and we get to explore wherever that Organically takes us in the moment. So here, Trail Mix is to like live out loud. Here we are. Like we're showing up and we're just having conversations that are life giving and inspiring and challenging. Um, They're not just task focused on fixing something, it's more in an experiential knowing, understanding, relating, um, finding meaning and things.
0: I'll say that for me, yeah, left brain is very much like there's a task. Let's get it done. Uh, We've talked about this before. Like it feels a little heady, like where you're just in your own head or you just feel like you're floating above yourself, kind of just like, let's get this done. And so I was trying to uh, uh, channel my right brain. And for me, getting back in my body starts with my feet and like grounding myself. And so uh, I don't know if you saw <laughs> I went back and I got my slippers so that I could be just a little more grounded, you know. Because I feel like I don't know, I've really enjoyed even these we've talked about this the last couple of episodes have been very right brained. Like when you talk yes um from Rotom, we talked that's probably the first time we said the phrase right brain to right brain. Yep. Um, and then uh this expressive arts deep breath that came out recently so Mm -hmm. i'm here for it let's do it
2: Mm -hmm. julie when you talk about trauma and experiencing trauma just really fast i'm curious where does what side of your brain does trauma normally like hold itself or like where do you experience trauma in your brain do you feel it do you experience a traumatic uh experience oh my gosh guys i'm so eloquent Uh, on your right (laughs) brain or do you (laughs) experience It it on your left brain
1: It is a right brain kind of implicit, unconscious, all of those meaning making parts, emotional parts of our brain are more right brained. So if we stay now, our left, we're not getting rid of our left brain. That is kind of a foundation that holds us up and it gives us knowledge and support and sometimes steadies us. In fact, as a society, we are left centric, like. Get to the solution, solve it, get the problem figured out, and do it. Kind of being a doer more than someone who's able to just be in the space. We're more about productivity, accomplishments. All of those things in and of themselves are not bad. They're helpful. They're useful. What we're looking at in exploring the right brain a little bit more is, is to say, let's bring balance into using both and not only lean on the left brain, learning, producing, doing, but explore, okay, but what does it mean to be fully alive, to be a human, to have experiences, to have things that are potentially unresolved being stored in our right brain and body, and our body's trying to communicate with us so are we pausing occasionally to listen and to check in with that, to notice it instead of just pressing forward to accomplish and do more? So
2: basically taking time to eat the trail mix in the middle of your hike instead of pushing to the very top.
0: Nice. There it goes. Full circle. Having a moment to reflect. <laughs> yeah, you
2: yeah.
1: no. yeah, like, the
0: eloquence. <laughs> <clears throat> like we might
2: notice that there's
1: a little brook that has that that sound of rushing water. And we're seeing the, the height of the trees when we look up into the sky and the forest, and we're looking at those trees and we're pausing to notice that we're checking in on what color is the sky and we're hearing the birds. So all of those are like sensory inputs. Those are all bringing to us images and life giving beauty around us. But did we pause to notice it and take it in? Or did we just hurry our way through the whole day and we're not checking in with our body at all. I have to notice for everyone who doesn't have the video, Sarah's doing her bilaterals, whether she realizes it or not. She's swaying slowly back and forth, which is this left-right movement that kind of regulates the nervous system. That's beautiful.
2: Thank you.
0: Okay, I I have a trail mix for us. Okay. So what are some ways that you engaged your right brain this week, and what are some ways that you went to go engage your right brain, but just kind of went a little left brain with it? I, and I can totally start because I thought of the question, but um, you had
1: time to reflect already. Yeah. So yeah. You can answer <laughs> I your can own prepared. question.
0: Let me just uh, get my notes here.
1: There you go. <laughs> yep. We want to hear um,
0: it. Oh, well, uh, it's something I mentioned a little bit before the podcast, but um, so expressive arts. Um, there's a couple ways that I've been continuously trying to engage the right side of my brain recently Um, and one of those is definitely uh, um, we went to the book loft the other day and um, I got an adult coloring book that has Mm -hmm. like kaleidoscopes of nature and so there's a bunch of things um you can color in and so that's been good like uh because it's been so rainy recently we've been able to watch like watch movies together at home and it's fun to be doing something else or just like coloring and kind of i don't know deciding what color the roses will be or like um uh i had colored some rabbits in and i made one like bright red just for fun but
1: i'm curious you're using colored mm-hmm. pencils crayons yeah, oh my goodness pencils. that's beautiful yeah
0: i didn't draw this as the cover <laughs> right but it's beautiful
1: colors in that like but, just pausing yeah, yeah. to notice things like that
0: yeah there's wow like just a lot you can do mm-hmm. and so that's been really uh refreshing because sometimes mm. um i just feel like i'm just moving from one thing to the other to the other and uh, we had been watching a lot of star Wars recently. And so it's also like really intense, lots of like Mm. people dying and explosions. And so like at the end, I was like, I don't know if I'm more rested right now, or if I'm just exhausted. (laughs) And so, uh, this has been a good way to kind of engage uh, Mm -hmm. that right side of the brain recently.
1: And I'm curious, Samuel, for you, what, what comes to mind for me is like seeing the colors and puzzle pieces and stuff. When I sit down with a puzzle, when you're doing that adult coloring book, are you thinking about stressors or are you in the moment? Are you able to be present no, to see I'm, the color? I'm in the present. That's yeah. what
0: I try and do. You know, uh-huh. like, hmm, do I want this shade of purple or that shade of green, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be. Cause it's a pretty, you know, versatile book that you can kind of mm-hmm. do that, mm-hmm. but. So it's kind of
1: like, I was just gonna say, it's taking you out of like time in a way. It's like a timeless Mm -hmm. space because it's,
0: you're creating a dissociation.
1: Well, not necessarily, but just that, like you're creating room for, I'm just going to be in this little cove I've created for myself in this Mm -hmm. moment. I'm just going to be in this creative space. I mean, it it, it would be dissociation in a, in a healthy way because you're de-stressing and you're, um, refueling and you're feeling refreshed by that. That's life giving to you. So it's a very healthy form of, I'm just going to step back and not feel all my stress. I'm just going to relax and see color and create something.
2: I was going to ask if as someone who has several of those coloring books around the house, I get frustrated because there's Mm -hmm. so much detail and I have to like, this little milli- millimeter by millimeter section is going to be blue. And then this little millimeter section, but, by- and then it sends my slight OCD self into overdrive. Cause I'm like, well, I don't know what color is it supposed to be? What's going to look good. Nothing's going to look good. I'm going to mess it up. It really stresses me out yeah and so can how you, do have, you overcome with that? all
1: those little lines it's like can you pick the same color twice or do you have to pick a new color each time because they're so small that it's like that would be a lot of colors yeah yeah you might need a blank piece of paper <laughs> so, <laughs> you might just enjoy going freestyle and being like goodness i don't need all these
2: lines yeah samuel do you ever draw two colors next to each other
0: yes um okay. i would say what i kind of viewed uh i had a little bit of that anxiety because they are really intense and so i was just like this is for me not for anyone else so if i do it like i colored in the bluebells wrong (laughs) i grew i drew like blue stems instead of like green stems i'm like you know what this isn't even for anyone else this is for me so that's the way they look you know and And they might look
1: great with blue stems like that's
0: true how beautiful would that be yeah how
2: artistic is that I'm inspired so, now to go get mine and then just like color one page, just the same color. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> Have an entire it's mine. Page. I can do whatever yep. I want.
0: <laughs> you know what I did a lot of is color in the big stuff and then color in the details to just whatever flow of pattern I wanted. Hmm. But yeah, so not yet, but maybe that's a good time to kind of like, or a safe sp- space to confront the ocd or confront the anxiety where you're just like i'm just coloring you know like it's an easy battle just be like ah, you know what i'm gonna color outside the lines over here or yeah kind of what you said i'm just gonna color all one color maybe you do a couple different shades of all blue and then you've got yourself like a a work in color like you'll be in the columbus art museum someday
1: (laughs) you know what's super fun too i i do um uh process, not perfection with one of my sessions during the week that we mix colored pencil with crayon with huh. marker huh. and to see how they all have different shades <laughs> and textures. Huh. And it's actually quite, I think it's spectacular watching how they, they go back and forth and flow together. Cause it's wow. like, it's almost like a mosaic in a way because they mm-hmm. all offer a different shine or shade or nuance that it's just like oh my goodness this just took it to a new level like i actually love it yeah i can see it's kind of i know i was gonna say (laughs) i could see the the tension in you of like oh no that's horrible but
0: no but it sounds interesting
1: it's something to experiment with and that's the fun part of expressive arts is that it really is about the process and it is just let's see where this takes us it's on an adventure and that might be beautiful and wonderful. And it's not um, catastrophic if it's not, you know, it's not like- Like worst
0: case scenario, you don't like that piece of art you made.
1: Exactly. You can turn the page and have a new piece or start again or something else. So
0: yeah. What, What somebody had told me once is whenever you push your comfort zone in a safe way, just a little bit, you know, it's like having a pencil or uh, some sort of um medium on a piece of paper where like you're pushing outside of what's been done before. You're going into the, the unknown that is just the white page. And doing that in a healthy way, suddenly like you do that enough, you do it uh in the right ways, even if you mess up, you know, uh, as Bob Ross says, happy little accidents. Uh, That's how you're able to create the whole piece of art instead of just sticking to your one dot that you're used to. <laughs> so like coloring... <laughs> with markers, crayons, and colored pencils, and maybe even paint, who knows. But the Ooh. anxiety spike, you know, is just like, well, you know, it's just a nice, it's its just outside that range. It's something that you can just kind of go, yeah, I know what that's like. <laughs> well, know, let's that.
1: let's do this check-in, if you're willing, Samuel, with what you just noticed. When I said those various mediums of pencil marker crayon and you went oh i just got anxious how did you know that what what happened in your body hmm. what sensations did you notice what image what emotion
0: huh i i felt like it's kind of like uh turning up white noise or something or it felt kind of like uh almost like a quick rush like almost like you're somebody hit the gas real quick and you just hit the back of the ceiling. it kind
1: of startled you in a way or something Yeah, like, and i mean Whoa. not in a real
0: way but just i was yeah. not expecting you to say the phrase yeah <laughs> yeah that you're gonna say you know like crayons from different boxes <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> because i would follow the rules of keeping it just crayons or keeping it see, just pencils
0: yeah i can see crayon and colored pencil I can't see the marker, how the marker fits into it, but I'm willing to dive in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: But I guess the thing that I think is cool, and this has been helpful for me in becoming more embodied, which was also a recent episode we had on embodiment, um, the, the idea that sometimes it can be hard for some of us to notice body sensations or notice reactions that we're having because we're just kind of floating through life or just um, either we have a lot going on or we just don't check in enough with our bodies. So if I have a sudden reaction to something, even if it's completely like harmless, I'm not becoming reactive with it, but I just notice, oh, that kind of landed for me a certain way. Yeah, That helps me pay attention to me a little bit, just in the sense of like, oh, that caught my attention. I can I can see. Yeah. Yeah. I can just check in with myself and say, what was that about? Like I noticed in a certain conversation or when I was watching Star Wars or all of this that you were picking up on like, wow, this is really intense. I need somewhere to kind of dial it down a little bit and having some like time to recharge and not just feel vamped up. So so when we're able to check in with our bodies with how much energy is flowing through us we're either in that like sympathetic uh accelerator is going 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 like anger anxiety Mm -hmm. all the intensity or we're really flat and kind of dorsal vagal um, parasympathetic like shut down or are we widening that window to bring in some moments of connection so those Mm -hmm. are all ways that we can do this right brain check-in with ourselves and Mm -hmm in the heart of trauma, we talked about that being just a two minute, which is so possible for all of us. If we can retrain ourselves to actually pause, to be like, Oh, what is coming up for me? What are
2: the things that I could be noticing? Um, if you, so one of the things that comes to mind with yoga, and we've talked about this a lot, this is not my reflection, but there's a lot of opportunity in yoga to stop and mm. notice. that's one thing that we're constantly prompted to do is notice what comes up and usually um, a lot of times it can be like after you do a difficult sequence of poses and your heart rate's going notice your heart rate notice your breathing how is your breathing where is it without judgment without saying you need to breathe in more deeply or you know getting that get into your belly or um you did the pose wrong or you know notice do you feel unbalanced do you um where is your body Uh, and so that's one of the things i really love about yoga is that opportunity every so often to stop and reflect and
1: even with that left side of the body versus right side of the body we talked a little bit about that too like it might feel differently when you repeat the same exercise or pose or movement sequence of motion, that kind of thing, when you repeat it to the other side, might feel completely different. Hmm. So I like the, and the option to notice what's different on this side. Hmm. And also one of the things I loved in the Heart of Trauma was where Bonnie would say something like, Like, let's just see if anything is different. Hmm. Like, maybe it's not. And it's okay if it's not. So it doesn't feel like I have to find something. I have to figure out what the answer is, which is very left-brained. Like, get the answer right, fill in the blank, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. It's more like, oh, I'm just present with what is. I'm just here for whatever's coming up. I'm just here to bring my presence, my listening. I'm just here for it.
0: Yeah, Sarah, based on uh, just to connect this a little bit to like what you were saying, I think that my brain just focuses on left brain when I'm trying to do yoga. And maybe if I channeled the right brain a little bit, because with yoga, sometimes I'm like, we're doing the sequence and I'm just like, okay, we've done like three of these. When are we going to go to the? And I can already see how it's like analytical and just trying to like solve the problem or check mark the box. Like did yoga today? Check. You know, Mm -hmm. and so um, I can see how and even working out in general, if you can feel your body a little bit more or kind of just go, huh, what what does this feel like? Or, man, I'm feeling strong or I'm feeling steady today or whatever it may be, um, seems more right brain and more enjoyable, even in those processes, Mm -hmm. instead of being like, oh, I still have 25 minutes of this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just being in the experience itself being more present being there. Exactly. I I have started working with a trainer which first time in my life took me all these years to walk inside a gym but <laughs> um, it is really cool to notice even from sequence to sequence from one activity to another there's variation and how it feels the first time through it the second time through it the third time through it and Sometimes I'm sure I can have momentum for it. And other times I'm sure I can't. And I'm just like, but at the end I've, I've done it. Like I got through it and there's a, a sense of noticing that. Like, I just love becoming more aware and taking it into those micro moments, whether Mm -hmm. we're at the gym or we're, you know, walking outside for a moment or we're putting our feet up at the end of the day, or we're feeling a soft blanket, like just the noticing is very life-giving. It is a way of coming back to home base and being here now. That's really, I think, I, I really think
2: it's beautiful to be honest. Mm. Uh, so my reflection for, uh, when was the last time I, you know, or when have I right brained to right brained or, mm,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, that stuff, because I'm back to being eloquent again.
0: Oh. That means just give it a couple seconds and you'll just click and say something. <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs>
2: Everybody be prepared. I'm gonna lay it down real soon. Um so the first thing I thought of uh is interaction with animals. Huh. And um specifically and I can bring up I can find lots of examples with my cat and my dog, but the primary thing I thought of is are my interactions with my horse. And um, I know the equestrian community is a small percentage of the entire population. Um, so this may not relate to a lot of people, um, but bear with me. Um, so when you think about horseback riding, a lot of people think about, well, you just sit on the horse and the horse goes, follows the other horse in front of it and you know, you do your ride or whatever, and you're done. It's a half hour or whatever. Well, when you really dig into being an equestrian or a horse person and you're in a training program or you're committed to diving deeper into what it means to connect with this animal because you are riding this animal this animal is allowing you in a predatorial position on its back so i'm not a mountain lion but a mountain lion would be primarily where i am trying to like kill this animal all right so we've evolved and now we're riding and as a an equestrian someone who's committed to taking lessons and furthering my understanding of what it means to connect with the horse um the the horse is a mirror of you as a person. And so whatever you bring into the barn or into the stall, or, um, when you go out to the pasture to pick up your horse or uh, not pick up, but get your horse, um, whatever you are carrying with you that day, they will pick up on it and reflect it back to you. And a lot of people, uh, the very onset of experiencing an interaction with the horse will be like, oh, that horse is upset or the horse is mad at you or, The horse doesn't want to be caught or you know well they will we will anthropomorphize these animals but what they're really doing is reflecting back to you your own state so if i'm in an agitated state and i'm exasperated and i'm like just flinging myself out there to engage with my horse but not really engage i'm just going to be there my horse is going to be dancing in place it's going to be moving around it's going to be reflecting a state of agitation and so one of the things we have to do when you step into a space with a horse is to check in with your body and to Mm -hmm. say okay where am i what am i bringing because whatever i bring it's going to stay here and this 1200 pound animal is going to tell me exactly what i'm feeling and that can go many different ways um and it's a continuous check-in so when you're grooming your horse you know your horse is picking up on am i pushing the brush too hard into their skin um, because i'm agitated and so now i'm you know i'm i'm brushing my horse uh, a little more harshly than i normally would and it's gonna say switch its tail and be like mm, i don't like that um and then when you you know tacking up your animal excuse me when you're tacking them up you know if you're throwing the saddle on them they're gonna become increasingly agitated to say like, what is going on here um Cause I think animals are really right brained So they're feeling it in their body constantly. And, mm-hmm. um, so you get, then you get in the saddle and then now you're sitting on this 1200 pound animal. You got your legs on either side, you've got your contact in the reins. So you're, um, holding the reins with your hands and you have your seat and all of this can convey every emotion that you're feeling. So if I'm tense on my left side, then my horse is going to be stiffer on the left side. Uh, or it's going to be stiffer, on, or it's going to bendy be more bendy on the right side. And so we're not going to go in a straight line. And if I'm tense on my right side, then the exact opposite is going to happen on the left, or if I'm tense with my hands, my horse is going to back up and it's going my horse is going to get really, um, tight. And if I'm tense with my seat, my horse is going to be uncomfortable and it's going to try to get out from underneath that tense seat. And so you're spending your entire time on this animal going, how can I be in the most balanced, neutral, um, supple state. And it's a really interesting process because now you're training yourself Hmm. to reflect and you're having all these immediate reactions to what your body is doing, what your brain is doing, but also this 1200 pound animal is saying, Hey, guess what? Like, I'm going to respond in all these different ways to you. Hmm. And, um, so you're taking an input from something else and, and I can even tell you right now as I tell this story, I'm getting a lot of emotions. Like I'm starting to shake a little bit. I'm getting a little sweaty. Um, and (laughs) I was just in this emotional intelligence, um, training session the other day and we were talking about like, what's our emotional responses to things. And I'm like, oh, I'm a sweater you get me talking or if I'm feeling an emotion, I just start like perspiring. I would glisten as my aunt Fran used to say, or I talk really fast like I'm doing right now because I'm trying not to take up space and Mm. I want this to be over with. I want to be done. Um, Mm. so all of this, like even this experience itself, like this is my reflection because here I am like my heart rate's pounding. I'm getting really sweaty
1: again. You're wearing yourself out. I'm I'm curious, Sarah, what's the emotion that comes up for you Mm -hmm. as you're reflecting on the horse mirroring you and the different movements of your own body with the horse?
2: Um, It is equal parts excitement and shame. So Mm. I feel very excited to be talking about this and sharing this experience that's very dear to my heart. Um, because it makes up a huge component of who I am, but I'm also a little ashamed because I'm talking about something that not a lot of people can relate mm. to. And I feel like mm. I shouldn't be taking up that space and mm. I should have a different, better, more, uh, broadly, uh, uh experienced, um, example to give. Mm. So
0: See, I was I was I was actually going to take that and run with it where we have uh feed your inner plant and um maybe uh uh check in with your horse is another uh <laughs> sticker we could have, you know, like um or check in before you ride. I think that there's a story Ooh, or a lesson like to, <clears throat> to to take from that even if I mean, I have ridden a horse before and I don't remember anything really happening but I think I'm fairly chill so I'm not sure if anything would have happened and so it's just interesting like I can still identify with it and see how like maybe there's even a perspective to expand like Whenever you go interact with other humans or even your dog or your cat, you know, other people can pick up on those vibes. Like when you enter into a room and you can feel the mood change, mm-hmm. even though there's Absolutely. nothing really being said, it's still like other folks are mirroring your reaction. You're mirroring them. I your think social it's presentation. Example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you come in all disfigured and, you know, rushed, then folks might reflect that going into it.
1: Yeah. Your nervous systems will speak to each other. Sarah, as you shared the emotion of shame, I felt a twinge go through my shoulders and my back because I just, I I felt emotion well up in me that I thought, what is the shame about? And I was thinking it's interesting because shame can also be seen as a desire to be loved, Mm -hmm. to be wanted, to be welcomed. And I was thinking, like Sarah, there's room here for you. There's space for you. And so like talk about right brain to right brain connection. I was experiencing it in the present as you were organically going through it. I was organically going with you. And I was so excited that you brought up horses today because I don't know if you've seen it recently, but there's like a reel on the person doing snow angels and oh, then yeah. <laughs> have you seen the one where yes. the horse lays down yes. and starts doing? they're like this horse knows how to do snow angels too Perfect. and i thought of you and i was like oh sarah so there's connection in all
2: of that um fun. fun fact i don't think that horse is actually doing snow angels horses love to roll in the snow huh. and so we just have like i don't want to burst a whole bunch of bubbles but i will my horse <laughs> will go do that too i can if i go lay down i mean it's really cool that the horse lay down next to the human yeah um, yeah that does uh that horse has a strong sense of trust that person has created this um, bond with them yeah that puts the horse in a very vulnerable situation and the human too i mean this human's laying down next to this 1200 pound animal sure so that's a very vulnerable um spot for the human to be in too it's a very cute reel
1: yeah i was thinking of you
2: so oh, thank you i haven't yeah. done that um <laughs> my horse would probably be like no <laughs> <laughs>
0: We've Where's got a carrots? special relationship worked out and that's not part of it. That's right. <laughs> that's
2: right. I respect her. She respects uh, me.
0: Uh, well, like um, that. thanks so much for joining us this week. You know, I hope you uh, enjoyed being a part of our very real right brain to right brain conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: it was fun to get vulnerable there for a second on a couple of different levels. So, um, Yeah, uh, it's also
1: an opportunity real quick to that if you've been listening and following along with us and you haven't had time to go back to some of those recent episodes that we've we've put out, we're inviting you back in to say, check out about EMDR, about dissociation, embodiment. There's lots of small topics on the deep breath weeks and the Instagram posts kind of summarize. I'm really working hard to get the content to be meaningful. And so it's not just it's not an ad, it's not trying to sell you something. It's just there as another way to see creative expression of the various things that we're exploring together. So we're inviting you in, in that, in that way too. So I hope it's all something that, encourages you and helps you feel less alone in the world and that you might share with um friends, family, or coworkers to help spread the word.
0: Yeah. It's especially good for somebody who might not listen to a whole podcast episode, but with like the highlights.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It's the highlight reel.
0: You know, yeah, if you have somebody in your life and you see an episode that's relevant, send them the uh uh Instagram link and that's um at communityroots.pod. And so uh, you can check that out. Um, you can also go to our link tree where you'll see all of our uh, our um, links. That's um, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash community roots. And yeah, um, I will go into just a little bit how much like it means whenever you reach out to us. So. However you want to do that, if it's through iTunes or Spotify or you'd like to uh, message us on Instagram or email us at communityroots.pod at gmail.com, we appreciate it. Um, But uh, before we go, I'll be remiss if I don't uh, shout out some folks. Thanks to uh, Sarah and Julie for joining me today. Um, Thanks to Steve Dodge for the theme song, Alexander Wells for the logo um yeah let's go have a right-brained week you know the weather's popping up let's you know engage that side try and get a good walk in but um yeah thanks so much for joining us this week we'll talk to you guys soon